What is up, guys? This is the Street Kings Podcast presented to you by Club VIP. I'm your host, Fredo, for today. This is going to be podcast one of many, otherwise known as Pod One. And today we're going to go over a couple topics. We're starting with the LFA going on to the Supra, Civic Type R, MA, and more. So make sure to stay tuned. Make sure to follow along on our Instagram and Twitter accounts. That's underscore street kings pod once again it's at underscore street kings pod on both twitter and instagram you'll know right from the profile pic they all match all right so let's without further ado let's get started the way we're going to split this up the way the topics are going to go they're all going to be by date of post the date that the opinion was posted so for example march 22nd it would be topic 3.22 obviously the three standing for the third month of the year march and 22 standing for the day i'm really a baby uh Baby, uh, spoon spoon feeding it to you guys. You guys don't need that much of a of an explanation, but you understand what I'm trying to say. So, anyways, let's get started. Let's jump right in. All right, this is gonna be a podcast about car opinions, as we have in our bio. This is a podcast of opinions. Opinions are being silenced nowadays. People are, don't want to share their opinions. and wants to like all these builds. And we're not here for it, right? We're here to share opinions. There's a lot of builds out there that are disgusting that shouldn't exist. And we're here to call them out. And there's a lot of companies that are doing disgusting stuff. And so we're here to call them out as well. All right. So first things first, we're going to start with topic three. Or rather, my bad. We're not stopping topic three. That's not right. That is not right. We are going to go straight into the first topic about the Lexus LFA. This is going to be topic 1.22 so january 2022nd lexus lfa is overrated and overpriced this is one that got a lot of controversy is it true i think so yes it is all right this is a car that early 2010s listen up went for around i'm talking around three hundred seventy-five thousand dollars. this is msrp msrp and it could be optioned out to four hundred thousand dollars with the top nerve ring edition at the time that got sold for four hundred and forty-five uh thousand dollars that's a good amount of money at the time that's the reason why a lot of people didn't buy them actually right they were too expensive and they're only getting more expensive today so i guess people understand their worth now they understand how good the car sounds and because of everything going to ev we don't have a car many cars like it however the prices this car is going for is absolutely insane this is not a car that should be selling it anywhere near what it's selling for so i'll give you a couple examples this is from bringatrailer.com that's our source today bringatrailer.com as i've said for bring a trailer uh, as you know, this is an auction website, very similar to Doug DeMiro's Cars and Bids, if you guys have heard of that. So we got a few options here. We got around six that got sold on the site. We have a few around $800,000. We have a Nürburgring edition that got sold for $1.625 million. $1.625 million for Lexus, guys. This is close to Carrera GT money, Porsche Carrera GT money. I'd much rather be driving a Porsche than a Lexus. I don't know about you guys. And you know what? The Carrera GT is arguably also the best-selling V10 in the world, okay? So I don't want to hear that. Well, it's a Yamaha-tuned V10. It's a it's a V10-tuned. The sound was tuned by a piano company. I don't need to hear it, okay? So we have Carrera GT, bringatrail.com. I got the stats here. We have one that sold actually before COVID, or actually during COVID, rather. This was right at the height of it. This was uh, February of 2020. got sold for under $600,000. And we have a few more i got sold for 1.3 this is looking at another one 1.29 one 1.235 1.68 another one that's 1.6 so you're paying for an overring edition lexus lfa the same price as a carrera gt i think that's absolutely absurd at the end of the day not a lot of people understand what the car is and they're just going to be driving a lexus you basically paid 1.6 million dollars for a lexus as good as the v10 is i'd much rather be driving the carrera gt i mean this is a car that literally sounds like an F1 car. This is a car with an engine that derived from an F1 car, as everyone knows from the F1 program at Porsche. I mean, just listen to this thing. Listen to this thing right now. Sex. That's what it sounds like. Sex. 
beautiful. And people would choose a LFA over it. Give me a break. All right, topic two. Topic two, guys. This is going to be, well, rather, look at that. Topic 1.24 is what I'm trying to say. Topic 1.24, Supra is just a Toyota badge BMW by BMW. It is, okay? The Supra was a great car back in the early 2000s when it first came out. It was a car made with insane tuning capability. This car easily pushes 1,000 horsepower. We're talking about modern-day RS6 tuning capabilities, RS7 tuning capabilities. And the reason I bring those up is because of how abundant um a thousand horsepower uh rs6 and rs7s are but so this is a car with a lot of tuning capability at the time a really really fast car and then it's reiteration of it on the modern era was a bmw okay as a bmw engine well no matter what people say i don't want to hear is a bmw engine a bmw interior a bmw buttons a bmw iDrive system because that's exactly what it is it's an iDrive system it's not a toyota system really the only toyota part of the car is the design and the steering wheel and that's sad i mean for a car that people waited 20 years for toyota 20 years to create a modern jdm sports car instead they went to the germans at least they understand who makes the good sports cars right but it's still unacceptable in my opinion i mean i'd much rather be paying the price for a bmw and be driving that prestige badge i mean bmw is a great car they've learned a lot about reliability from toyota as many of you know, with the B58 platform, B58 engine, because of the engine that kept getting sent back to Toyota for reliability issues. And so BMW has learned a lot. And so I don't understand why anyone any pay the price, a premium price for a Supra anymore. It just doesn't make sense. Don't get me wrong. The car looks great. It's a perfect, in my opinion, a perfect reiteration of what a modern day Supra should look like. It looks absolutely great. It looks very Japanese. Looks striking. Looks bold. But it's a BMW and there's no getting around that. All right. Topic three. This is topic 1.26. It states that JDM, JDM, what am I saying? I'm saying <laughs> my mind's uh, still on the previous topic, 1.24. This is topic 1.26. GM is, alongside a few companies, single-handedly saving the V8. So for those that have not heard about this, GM is investing a ton of money into a new V8. And we're talking about a different V8 from the V8 that already exists in the Z06. Uh, this w- story broke at the end of January of 2023. Uh, they're investing almost $1 billion in new V8 engines is the title. And if you go to read the article, it goes a little into more specifics. It's $918 million, to be more specific. And this is into four factories, but the $918 million also gets, uh, is also factored into the EV components, which they are also dumping money into. So the exact amount is actually $519 million towards the next-gen V8. And so, which I think is honestly incredible. I mean, there's not really much to improve from their current V8. The Z06 right now, it sounds like a V10. It's absolutely insane how power dense and just how amazing that engine is. And so to invest another $519 million into one is, is absolutely absurd. And I can only imagine what they're going to come out with. So props to GM for saving the V8. That props to GM for saving the car community. And this is something that a lot of people forget. Oh, there's a little bit of pushback now in Germany and the European Union, thankfully. It's something a lot of forget. The U.S. still does not have a mandatory uh, mandate for electric vehicles. Electric vehicles are popular. The U.S. is now at the forefront of electric vehicle technology, as everyone knows, with Tesla, with Rivian, with all these companies. And so because of all the clout they're getting, people think, well, we're, we're moving to electric. We're really not. Only 1% to 2% of all sales are electric vehicles, and there still is no nationwide mandate that says that uh, all vehicles are going to be electric like there is in Europe with the 2035 number, where all vehicles after 2035, for those that, have, that do not know in Europe, will be electric, okay? And uh, we'll talk about that in a further podcast, but in another topic. But we actually have uh, Porsche helping us out on that one. So uh, stay tuned for that story. But anyways, uh, for now, basically what I'm trying to say, there's no man in the U.S. A lot of people forget about it. And so props to 
uh, GM for putting more money into V8. All right, next thing is we got topic. This is going to be topic 1.30. This is where I said that the Civic Type R is a waste of money and you might as well just burn your cash. I don't understand why someone buys a Civic Type R. I still don't. It's an expensive hot hatch that gets destroyed by its competition. Heck, the new one even gets destroyed by its predecessor. Uh, it's just a four banger. I mean, you might as well just get a Golf R. A car much more street car. A car that can be tuned for much, much better. Just as reliable, just as great of a car. And I don't understand why someone paid this much of a price for a Civic Type R. Okay, we're talking about the new one specifically. We're talking about the new one specifically. The new one is uh, slower than the older one. You can check it out. Throughout the house made a video. There's also a couple other YouTube channels that made a video on this. So the car is slower than its predecessor, which makes absolutely no sense to me. I don't understand why someone would uh, do so. I don't think any German manufacturer, any other manufacturer for that matter, creates a new car that's slower than its predecessor. That makes absolutely no sense. And the car, I mean, look, the interior is falling behind. They've done a lot. They've really pushed pushed uh, with the new one, but I think it looks good, but I much prefer the looks of the older ones. more bold. It's more radical. It really turns your head when you see it on the road. I'm talking about the predecessor, and you know what? It's faster, too, so why even buy the new one? Just a waste of money, in my opinion, okay? So that next topic is going to be at the M8. M8 BMW. Some of you guys are going to sigh. Some of you guys are going to get excited when hearing this. But the M8 should have been an R8 competitor. I don't want to hear. I don't want to hear that the M8 is tuned and it could be an R8. Okay, I don't care about that. The R8 has a V10 engine. It's a supercar. It's a supercar interior, supercar look, supercar everything. The M8 could have been much more. It could have been exactly that, and it wasn't. All it is is just another reiteration of BMW's M5 engine. It's just another tuned V8. We're getting sick of the V8s. The XM is now also a V8. It just makes no sense at all. This should have been a V10, a V12. This should have been a perfect reiteration. I believe it was the M1. You guys can correct me if I'm wrong about that. But in the M1, we had a beautiful modern-day supercar at the time, and the new one could have been just as good. I don't understand why they didn't go for it. They had plenty of capabilities, plenty of R&D, plenty of money, and they just did not pull the trigger. I'm not sure why. It's just a bigger, more heavier-looking uh, M5 two-door coupe. makes no sense to me at all even the looks are starting to fall behind now the looks i wasn't a big fan of it's a very typical bmw with the two kidney grills the two bulbs for the lights if you know what i'm talking about and the l-shaped taillights and although it was really meant to be their halo car because a lot of the cars now are trying to follow its design with the 3d taillights it just could have been better looking it could have been a v10 so uh it really was a missed opportunity and i think a lot of people will actually agree with me on this all right so now anyways our last topic now is going to be topic 3.5 so the topic on the m8 was topic 2.9 by the way this was the m8 should have been r8 competitor this is topic 2.9 next one is going to be topic 3.5 march 5 and it states this is what we wrote this is what happens when the government distracts its citizens and passes a law installing kill switches in all cars for those that do not know this this was a law that was passed in secret obviously uh why right when i was getting distracted with the holiday season whatever other story was breaking then but this was a law that was passed and the story broke out on december 30th of last year of 2022 this was a law in which installs kill switches in all new cars this means that any manufacturer can remotely repossess or even the government can remotely repossess turn off your vehicle and ford as you know filed for a patent remotely repossessing vehicles uh which is i think absolutely absurd but this is exactly what happens when citizens are distracted the government passes stuff behind our back that we don't know about all right now we have corporations taking advantage of this hopefully it stops that Ford. Who knows what other companies going to take advantage of this? But the whole idea is that if you miss a car payment or whatever the case may be, 
Ford can actually repossess your vehicle. And we're talking about repossess. We're not just talking about shutting down. So this is from the drive.com article. I'm going to read a quote from it just so you guys have a better idea of what's going on. Uh, so it states, this is in quotes, it explicitly says the system, which could be installed on any future vehicle in the automaker's lineup with a data connection, will be capable of disabling a functionality of one or more components of the vehicle. This is all in quotes. So we're talking about everything from an engine to an air conditioning, anything can be shut off. And basically for vehicles with autonomous driving, so the vehicle can drive itself, and this is also in quotes, we are saying, we are talking about, and this is in quotes, as I said, uh, move the vehicle from first spot to second spot that is more convenient for a tow truck or tow or to for a truck to tow the vehicle. Okay, so the wording obviously, and the article wasn't the best English. But uh, you get the idea. What they're trying to say is the car can actually move itself. The cars that are autonomous, they can actually drive themselves. If they're not in a spot, suppose you're parallel parked and a tow truck cannot tow your car, the car is able to get out of that parallel parking and go into an area that's easier for the tow truck to access your vehicle, which is absolutely mind-boggling and should not happen in any means. Okay, and the article moves on to state, okay, the article moves on to state that... It can move the vehicle from premises of the owner to a location such as, for example, the premises of the repossession agency. So the car can even move away from your driveway. Okay, this is the premises of the owner, meaning your driveway, the owner's property can move. The car can move away from the owner's property and into a premise which makes it easier for repossession. So for repossession by the manufacturer, by the government, whatever it may be. I mean, this is, as you guys know, sounds like some kind of sci-fi thing. I mean, this sounds way out of this world, sounds too bad to be true. Not too good, too bad to be true, but it's actually true, okay? And the more you read the article, the worse it actually gets. This is insane stuff. It should never happen, as you guys know. I think we all we all rally a, 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 behind the idea that this is not good. But this is exactly what happens when, you know, people get distracted and uh, nobody knows what's going on. So it's very sad to see. Very, very sad to see. But you know what? It is what it is. It is what it is. So anyways, it's going to close our podcast for today thanks to you all for listening really really appreciate hope you guys enjoy you like more content like this you like the controversy you like the opinions and by the way these are all genuine opinions of mine i'm not doing this for controversy i'm making this because people have opinions i have opinions and i'm here to state them okay so you like this content make sure to follow make sure to subscribe once again our instagram and twitter are at underscore street kings pod once again at underscore street kings pod made to you possible by club vip instagram for that is underscore club vip once again, underscore club VIP. Thanks for joining us, Kings. Appreciate it. You guys are the best. If you like more content like this, once again, make sure to follow, make sure to subscribe. We're always going to be here for it. And feel free as well to always comment on our posts, on our Instagram posts, retweet, share, whatever you need to do. You have any deferring opinions, you have, you support our opinions, make sure to comment. We're ready for the controversy, we're ready for the action, we're ready for the debates we are okay with debates we're open to debates freedom of expression so make sure to do so and if you guys if you guys have any controversial opinions any opinions you'd like to share you just dm us them and we'll post them and tag you all right so that is it thanks again kings for joining appreciate it streakings podcast pod one concluded